0: It's Wednesday, November twenty third, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, it's uh, the last day before Thanksgiving. Everybody's getting ready to to cook the big meal on Thursday and 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 have the feast. We're talking baseball uh, one last time before the holiday. Uh, the the hot stove is is on and it's it's heating up. Uh, before we put a turkey in the hot stove, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what's going on in the league. Uh, and I guess uh, the 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 leadoff story, the the big uh, sort of topic that everybody's watching is Aaron Judge in San Francisco. Uh, he was scheduled to meet yesterday with the Giants. Uh, they've they they're sort of the the hometown favorite uh, to land their uh, their hometown guy uh, Judge. But uh, you got to consider the Yankees still the favorite uh, to re-sign Judge, as they said that they would uh, pay any price to have him back. Uh what do you think the chances are that Judge jumps ship and and goes back to the West Coast?
1: Yeah, I think they are I think they're better than 50-50, Joe. I think uh, the Giants, you know, had a down season last year, what after winning what 106, 107 games the year before, um you know, the attendance was off a little bit, um and uh, they need they need some offense and uh you know, Judge would certainly uh provide that. And like you said, he's a hometown guy. Um, he's you know a West Coast guy, and uh, I I love the I love the video of him <clears throat> that a, a fan captured of of him going through the uh you know picking up his bags at the San Francisco airport, you know and asking Aaron Judge what are you doing here in San Francisco and Judge is trying to you know sneak away but when you're six seven and like the the prime of free agent baseball's prime free agent this winter it's hard to be inconspicuous
0: yeah he's uh easily the uh the the guy that everybody wants to spot in the airport and and uh he, he won't be able to sneak around the country uh much at all uh during this period until basically until he announces his intentions uh and and that could be uh you know sometime around the the winter meetings there what do you think the chances are that they they leave the winter meetings Uh, the first week of December there with Judge's uh,
1: destiny uh, determined. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, most guys want to get this done as early as possible. Players, you know, so there's not that uncertainty that you're not kind of in limbo going into January. So I think there's a very good chance, you know, we find out uh, at the winter meetings or or just before the winter meetings, you know, where Judge is going to be playing next year.
0: Yeah, I I mean not just for Judge's sake and for the the teams involved but but also for the other free agents. I mean Judge is, is pretty much going to not necessarily set the market because his his contract is going to be so huge. But, you know, once his contract is out of the way and and everything is known there, then all the other pieces and parts can can start to move around and and uh you know, the the next sort of tier of free agents can can figure out where they're going to go and and where the opportunities are. So uh, I, I think once the, the big dog, once the lead dog like that, uh, gets, makes his determination and, and, and winds up where he's going, uh, it's going to make things move a lot faster in free agency, and it'll filter down to, you know, even some of the, uh, even some of the smaller market teams can start making their moves, hint, hint guardians, uh, if, uh, if there are, are signings to be had at that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know they. Uh, you know you just kind of you get that one or two big moves out of the way, and uh, you know kind of frees up the rest of the market. Uh, speaking of
0: markets, uh, you heard a rumor uh, and and have been following, and 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 we have some some speculation on uh, some some moves possible out of Seattle.
1: Yeah, you know Jerry Depoto uh, was interviewed the other day. Uh, said he's looking for a second baseman. And he uh, has been talking to teams on the trade front. And uh, who better to talk to if you're looking for a middle infielder than uh, the Guardians?
0: Yeah, uh, the Guardians just recently acquired uh, Juan Brito in a trade from uh, the Rockies for Nolan Jones, one of their uh, former top picks and uh, uh, you know, top prospects. Uh, Brito, uh, you know, a switch-hitting middle infielder, mostly second-base experience who, uh, you know, would have been exposed to the Rule 5 draft, it doesn't really have a lot of experience above uh, single A, uh, but but is is ready to sort of play at that next level uh, next season. Uh, maybe he's a trade chip. And, and then we also talked about guys who are actually, you know, already on the roster or ready to be on the active roster uh, at some point during the season. Uh, You know, guys like uh, maybe a Brian Rocchio or a a Tyler Freeman, uh, you know, what do you think the chances are that that the Guardians deal a prospect here?
1: Yeah, I think they'd be more than willing to, Joe. Uh, But is it enough to uh, is that what uh, the the Mariners are looking for? Do they want a prospect? Do they want a, you know, a proven uh, big league guy Uh, or, you know, what? I'm sure they they'd like some control over this guy. And you know, with Freeman and and a guy like Owen Miller or Gabriel Arias, uh, even Angel Martinez. I mean, it's low minors guy, but still, you know, they'd have plenty of control. But it probably, um, you know, I would think, uh, you know, it 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 all depends. <clears throat> you know, I'm sure they would ask. Seattle would ask for. Uh, you know, uh, Andres Jimenez. That's where they'd like to start the conversation. If you know, if if they're willing to what piece they're willing to give up and send to Cleveland.
0: Yeah, and and you know, we we spoke about what uh, what Cleveland's biggest need would be, and it would be somebody like a Ty France, uh, who had a, a tremendous season for the Mariners last year. Would they be willing to part with a piece like that? Uh, you know, depending on what they have uh, at first base in their minor league system. I think, uh, you know, if Jimenez is the asking price from, uh, Cleveland, then Ty France would be, you know, what they would want in return. Uh, you know, I, I could, I I could add in players and, and, uh, you know, prospects and, and wheel and deal and make this work, uh, where I could actually convince you and, and turn you around to, to believing that trading Jimenez at this time might actually be the, the best thing they could do. But, uh, I, I I don't think that it's the most likely scenario.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I yeah, I don't think Andres Jimenez is going anywhere. Not after the season he had. But uh, you know, it, it's just you know, you you have to start somewhere in a trade conversation, and you you might as well you know shoot for the highest guy on the board. Uh, but you know, they certainly, Cleveland certainly has enough um, you know enough talent. I I think that would entice a team that would entice Seattle. Maybe they take a chance on a Freeman packaged with with a couple other guys, maybe a pitcher or, you know, may, you know, something something along along those lines where, you know, it, it, it makes sense, you know, and the as long as uh, Cleveland is getting back some offense or getting back filling a need. I, I don't know what Seattle's catching situation looks like or like you said, Ty France, you know, uh, you know, that would certainly help their offensive production
0: yeah uh that's the area that they need to address the most uh speaking of trades uh yesterday we saw the angels get hunter renfro uh in a in a deal uh they they'd already previously added geo Urshela. uh they've signed some pitching in the off season so the angels are uh, at play, and earlier in the off season they they already announced the what a 33 million dollar uh deal for a year for Shohei Otani. So they're, they're making some moves. I, I guess these are, this is uh, get everybody excited about the angels now, because, you know, by, by May or June, they're, they're not going to be a very exciting team to watch anyways.
1: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, the team is for sale. You know, this is, I think Otani's last, this will be Otani's last year before he's a free agent or he can opt out of that contract. And, uh, you know, he wasn't very happy at the end of this past season he, you know, with, with the team's performance, you know, so, uh, you know, I would think they're trying to, you know, re, you know, restructure that team where it can be competitive, you know, in a very tough, uh, AL West, you know, with Seattle kind of rising and Houston being dominant, you know, the world series champ, you know, they've got to make some noise. They, they've gone too, way too long with two of the best players in baseball in trout and, uh, Otani and, and not doing anything. And, uh, they, you know, so they've got to make some moves here, you know. Runfro is a, is a is an interesting guy to me, Joe. He's played for five different teams already. He's wow. not a free agent until two thousand twenty four, and this guy hit twenty nine home runs last year for Milwaukee. So it's it. I wonder what why, why do you think a guy like that moves so much? I, I, that's that's really interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I I can't uh, put my finger on it either. It's you know maybe it's uh, maybe some sort of Work ethic thing, or uh, you know, something with the the managers in in each spot. If if they, it, it's almost like the uh, the Framil Reyes situation. I mean, he had uh, he had all that potential to to hit for power, and you know, he he did for a season or two. But maybe it was like the the day to day stuff that he he wasn't doing that that sort of stood out and made him a guy that uh, was expendable. Uh, and you know, maybe because there's enough there with Hunter Renfro to be. Uh, attractive to a franchise to make you you know want to sort of you know in, in invest some something in him and and have him around. Uh, I, I think the angels you know solved a a problem there getting you know a, a guy who sort of fits the profile for what they need in the outfield there, but uh, you know who knows if it's gonna work out for them?
1: yeah so it's it's just one of you know the eternal mysteries uh baseball is eternal mystery for sure and uh you know i i was reading the story uh you know about reyes earlier and you know like just at the end of the year saying you know the cubs love him he's great in the clubhouse and uh i was kind of laughing because what we heard you know it kind of as he as he went out the door with cleveland is that maybe he wasn't so great in the clubhouse. So I, yeah. you know, it, it, it's weird how, you know, uh, perceptions change as soon as a guy goes to a new team. Well, it's funny. We, we wrote those same stories
0: about Framio Reyes the, a year or two into him being yeah, exactly. uh, in Cleveland. So, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. He was great to deal with uh, in terms of uh, the media and always willing to talk and, and, you know, never ducked an interview. Um, just uh, a good, Good to 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 sort of be around him, but you know once the clubhouse doors close, uh, that you know you got to do things differently too. So uh, who knows what what the deal is there? But you know we'll 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 see him again next season with the Cubs, and and uh you know we'll maybe uh, maybe we'll figure some things out that way. Uh, guy that we probably won't see uh next season uh with the when we when the Guardians take on the Phillies. Uh, could be Bryce Harper, Uh, all depends on the severity of his elbow injury and the the surgery that he's going to have here. Uh, He's going to have UCL surgery, uh, elbow reconstruction, Uh, sort of similar to what uh, Shohei Otani had uh, a few years ago, where he uh, came back uh, the following year and he was able to hit, but he didn't pitch that year. that was, uh, you know, this could be a year where Bryce Harper is is just a DH, and uh, like you were saying before, uh, Hoinsie, uh boy, uh, the Phillies got to be uh, got to be real happy that there's a universal DH
1: now. Oh my goodness! Think of the contract they signed him to. What a three hundred million dollar contract for Harper, um, and when he was a free agent, and uh, now uh, you know, he, he, I mean, even even this past season, you know, he. But he, he hurt his he uh, hurt his elbow early in the season on a throw from the outfield, uh, but he was still able to DH. Then he misses time uh, with a broken thumb. He gets hit by a pitch, but he's still able to come back and and DH and and you know lead them or help them reach the you know the the World Series with his bat. And uh, you know the DH has certainly uh, played big big a big big role with uh, Harper. And the Phillies' success this year, and even even with a guy like Pujols, uh, Joe. Right. Yeah. That
0: that's the other thing. Yeah, I, I the the Phillies and uh, the Cardinals probably impacted the most among National League teams by the the new DH rule, because like you said, you know we wouldn't have seen Albert Pujols' 700th home run had uh, had there not been a universal DH, and uh, I think it's good for baseball. Uh, it's certainly good for those two franchises, and and in what they were able to get out of uh, that position this year. Uh, you know, the Guardians with the with the DH this past season. Once Reyes was was moved to Chicago, they were able to uh, you know move that position around and and rotate guys through. You, you didn't have the you didn't necessarily have the traditional uh, you know heavy hitting uh you know right-handed power hitting bat or whatever in that DH spot but you were able to give Jose Ramirez some some days off of his feet and and rest him and extend him and, and you know when a guy needed a a break or a day uh Tito was able to rotate that DH spot through uh so you know there's different ways to use it uh I think the the Guardians though if they they had their Sort of, if they had their druthers about it, they would probably prefer to have a guy who's productive and 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 a you know an, an everyday or day to day slugger in that position.
1: Yeah, well, that was you know Reyes should have been that guy, and he was that guy right up until this year when he when he stopped being that guy, and uh, you know so you know that was a uh, you know that what they missed that in the lineup. Obviously, that's why what, they finished 29th in home runs, but, you know, I like what uh, Francona said when we uh, talked to him after he won the, uh, you know, the manager of the year for the third time. He uh, he said that, you know, going into September, you know, he was a little worried because uh, the team was so young that a lot of these guys had never played, you know, uh, 162 games, He never played through September because minor league season always ends what halfway mm-hmm. through September right. and he was able to use the DH you know to rest those guys to uh, you know kind of rotate guys through there to to give them a day off now and then and and it worked out for him and you know that was a good strategy.
0: Yeah, it 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 really was a season of just like the the perfect storm of things coming together and I don't know I you know I was having a a conversation here uh actually with my son uh the other day Talking about you know what do you expect uh, the Guardians to do next year and you know are they going to win the division next year and this and that and I said it's so hard to 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 determine and and predict and boy you know you talk about how our uh, our season win total predictions were always so you know all over the map and everything and and wrong this year Uh, I I just think it's it's hard to find lightning in a bottle like the the Guardians did this past season and. Yeah, everything was so unexpected. Uh, it, it, it would not be out of the realm of possibilities for regression this next, this next year with some of these young players. And, you know, you, you, you gotta be ready and, and sort of anticipate that.
1: Yeah, no, th- that's a great point because, you know, w- w- they don't really have a track record. I mean, they have like, like you said, one year, you know, is, is, uh, is is Will Brennan going to come up uh, out of nowhere and hit 357? Is amen is going to hit 297? 290, with 17 home runs again? Is Oscar Gonzalez going to hit 296? Is uh, you know is Kwan going to hit 298? You know you can just go down the list. I mean they they, they set the bar really high for themselves, and <laughs> even if they regress a little bit, Joe, they're still you know if you hit 285 instead of 298, it's still a pretty good season, but you know, I think you're right. We've got to be prepared for that.
0: Right. Uh, they can they can have a guy or two regress to 285, but they can't have all of those guys regress to 285. Uh, I think that would, you know, if, if there's a month of struggle for each one of them, then then there could be a, a, an issue there. Um, let's uh, shift gears here, talk about a couple of awards. Voting for the all MLB teams ended this past week. Uh, The teams will be revealed uh, on December 5th. Uh, That's when uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, Andres Jimenez, Shane Bieber, Emmanuel Classe all have a chance to uh, be named to the first or second team. Uh, I I think, uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording here. uh, The field at third base is about as deep and as, as talented as any position. I think if, uh, if Jose Ramirez makes it at third base for first or second team, uh, that's going to be a pretty special accomplishment.
1: Oh, my goodness, Joe. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just, you know, look at the names Machado, Ramirez, Devers, Bregman, <clears throat> Arenado, Chapman. I mean, you know, that that's now that's a deep position and uh, all those guys very talented very you know good hitters good d- defenders you know so i could see where you know jose might get lost in the shuffle there hopefully he doesn't <clears throat> he did drive in 126 runs you know the second most in the american league and you can you can't overlook that
0: yeah led the league in doubles as well i think uh you know ramirez uh, i think machado's probably the uh the favorite to be the the first team pick but uh, you could you could definitely see Ramirez getting in as a second team uh, candidate there as well. Uh, comeback Player of the Year was announced last night in the National League and in the American League. Uh, Justin Verlander uh, again winning the Comeback Player of the Year award. Uh, certainly Josh Naylor, a guy that uh, deserves some consideration for that honor, but uh, Verlander wins his Cy Young uh, after having not pitched for the majority of two seasons. Uh, I think uh, probably a pretty uh, deserving uh, uh, win for for Verlander there.
1: Yeah, definitely. No no question about that. Uh, Verlander, I mean, just amazing. You know, 39 years old, comes back, uh, what, wins the Cy Young, wins the comeback player of the year, and he, uh, you know, helps the Astros win the World Series. I mean, you know if, if you're uh, if you're writing the story Joe his next step is is to ride off into the sunset but he's still plan he still plans on playing he wants to pitch what until he's 45 so oh, wow. we could we could see this movie again
0: he wants to be Tom Brady huh um <laughs> he uh he's rumored uh to be uh being courted by the Mets and by the uh the Astros or not the Astros the the Rangers so uh there's possibilities there that you know, I heard the uh, the Rangers are looking at uh, Jacob DeGrom and Justin Verlander. Uh, they, they could all of a sudden wake up one morning and have the, the most dominant rotation in baseball.
1: Yeah, you know, DeGrom kind of – he scares me, Joe. I mean, you know, there's no question about his talent, <clears throat> his dominance when he's on the mound. But, I mean, how, how often is he hurt? You know, I mean, how, how do you pay a guy, you know, as much as he's going to get – when you don't know what you're getting from, you know, how many starts you're getting from the guy.
0: Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's the big question is, you know, what's, uh, what is one start worth uh, in terms of dollars and, 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 and uh, cause he's not going to be a guy who's going to make 30 starts in a year. He's proven that over the course of his, his career. So, uh, very interesting to keep track of, uh, and follow where the, the free agents are, are sort of lining up. But, but again, like we said at the top, uh, uh, and all the, they're all waiting for, for Aaron judge to make a move to, to see where he winds up. Uh, let, uh finally, as we get into the, uh, uh, the holiday and, you know, there's, uh, the potential there for, for some, uh, you know, okay. Thanksgiving, all the love with your family and everybody's <laughs> at the table and the, the happy scene and, and all that. But, uh, you know, there, there could be some fights, there could be some, uh, some controversies and some. Some rough topics of conversation and uh, you politics, know, I, I, if I, politics comes up, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't know if politics was the reason why they were fighting down in Venezuela, but I know that former uh Cleveland infielder as Drupal Cabrera got himself in some hot water. Uh, we've seen the video of uh Cabrera in the uh, Venezuelan league and he sort of ignited a brawl uh, when he he started a fight with uh, Carlos Castro uh, and Castro had hit a home run and was celebrating and Cabrera just sort of, uh, you know, ran up and, and decked him uh, and, and emptied the benches and huge fight, huge brawl started. Uh, it was, the, the video is pretty jarring uh, to, to see uh, Cabrera because Cabrera, you know, not necessarily the kind of guy you would expect to be starting fights. Uh, uh, but uh, that was the case here in this Venezuelan league. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving uh, holiday, we we try to avoid starting fights, but uh, you know, what do you, what do you what did you see from that video, Hoynes?
1: Yeah, I, I was stunned like you, Joe. I I know I, you know uh, Cabrera is one one of my favorite guys. He was always like soft spoken. I remember him having his kid in the locker room. Kid had great hands, good swing. You know, he's always, you know, bouncing around the clubhouse. And uh, <laughs> this guy Castro, what, hits his third home run of the night. And then just, you know, he's going down to first base right in front of uh, Cabrera's team. Their dugout flips a bat. And and they almost, the players were coming out of the dugout even as, as he flipped the bat. Then, uh, you know, as Drupal's playing first base, he this guy rounds first base and 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 Cabrera clotheslines the guy. It's like Night Train Lane clotheslined him, you know, it's like an Erich Barnes clothesline from old school. I'm going old school now, but uh, and a huge brawl started. And uh, you know, his Druble might get suspended for the rest of the season in a winter ball season. He didn't play in the big leagues. I don't know if he was just you know trying to get back to the big leagues, but uh. You know, this can't help his cause, I don't think.
0: No, if, he, if he's looking for a spot on somebody's Turkey Bowl team, uh, certainly <laughs> the, the the clothesline would help. Uh, we've seen enough of those. But, uh, no, again, uh, you know, you, you never like to see that. But uh, with it, 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 the Thanksgiving holiday coming up and, you know, everything, uh, emotions are going to be running high. We can under- certainly understand why. Uh, somebody would want to fight so uh, take that as a lesson uh, into your your family gathering uh, for the rest of this week uh, take it as a, a tip Yeah, no bad here.
1: flips no bad flips go.
0: joe no bad flips just just turkey legs uh <laughs> keep it keep it strictly to that uh hoinsey uh have a great uh thanksgiving holiday uh we're off the rest of the week we'll be back on monday uh we'll check in with you then here on the cleveland baseball talk podcast all right joe